0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, David Hall. Hello, hello. Greg Hectus. Hey, everyone. Tony Groves. Evening, gentlemen. Will Gibson.
1: Hey, how's everyone doing?
0: And special guest Dave Cameron
2: hey guys how are you doing
0: hey welcome glad to have you Dave cam as uh, they know you on YouTube and uh, welcome to come to the show let's get to know you a little bit um, let's start at the beginning uh, what brought you to iRacing initially and how did you first hear that word and what did you do about it
2: oh me! right thanks guys for having me on anyway Um I first saw iRacing on steam in uh, 2017 uh, I'd been out of the computer game for about 20 years, and built myself a computer in January 2017, and logged into this thing called Steam that wasn't around previously, and saw this game. I'll call it a game called iRace and I thought oh, that's a, looks cool. It's cheap. I think it was about seven seven English pounds. So I bought it. I didn't even have a wheel. I had a gamepad. Installed it. Loaded it up. And I was hooked. I did my first first ever race at Laguna Seca in the. Global Mazda with a, a gamepad. And the very next day I went out and bought a G twenty nine and pedal set and, and the rest is history. I've been hooked ever since.
0: All right, very good. So uh looking at your stats page on iRacing, uh hundred and ninety road wins with an overall winning percentage in road of ten point three percent. Uh I rating thirty six fifty nine. So yeah, you're getting it done on the road. Uh one thing I noticed, uh, Dave, is when I watch your videos. You're always moving forward in the field. I don't ever see you falling backwards.
2: Yeah, my uh, eye rate has gone down from about forty-three hundred. I've lost about 6,700 seven hundred this week, just with crazy things going on, you know. Um, but yeah, I like to, I like to play the long game in the races and kind of move forward slowly. I quite enjoy starting from the back, and I've, I've found out that that's what viewers like from YouTube. So they like seeing me go through the field. So uh, I do that. It's safer as well sometimes to. To do that, and it's much more fun for me going through the field.
0: Okay, uh, why do you pick iRacing over other Sims uh, that you might be running? Uh, wh- why do you always land on th- on this one?
2: Oh man, it's the best, isn't it? <laughs> it's the best. I've tried them all: Race Room, Assetto Corsa, and I've recently tried a set of course Corsa Competizione, which which seems okay. It seems alright. First impressions, but iRacing, man, it just got everything. Just the online competition, the community. Everything about it is just—it's—it's um, it's something else. Um, so nothing, nothing comes close. Just and it keeps on evolving. Every build, it evolves, it evolves, and I think a lot of people take that for granted with iRacing because things happen every year. We expect it, but it just gets better and better.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, what series are you running? Is it official, hosted, league? Uh, do you do a mix of stuff?
2: Uh, Mostly official. Uh, I tend to try and run as many GT races as I can. GT3s and the IMSA and the VRS Sprint. Occasionally I'll run a GTE. Very, very rarely I'll run anything with downforce. (laughs) My old reactions can't cope with with downforce kind of speeds. Oval, uh, I really, really enjoy oval, but I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. So That's my goal for, for next year is to try and get to a reasonable standard on oval, but uh, I just need to understand the game really. Um, it's just, it's totally different from road, but mostly uh, official series. I do host races from time to time, but that's just with the YouTube thing with the community, just to just to race against guys that um, I speak to on YouTube that wouldn't normally be in the same splits as me if they're higher I rating or, or lower. So it's, I've run hosted races just to, to run with guys from the community.
0: Okay, and so let's talk about your YouTube community and the YouTube channel you've built. Uh, It's actually quite impressive, Dave, because uh, you've only been, you know, on iRacing a short time, two years, and uh, you have a lot, you have almost 11,000 subscribers, and you have a very active community as well. And uh, what do you attribute that to? I mean, there are so many people on iRacing that have a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel, and they don't get nobody. They get, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people and uh but yours take yours took off so tell us what your secret is
2: well it it didn't take off Um i started the youtube channel uh, a while ago as a a father-son project me and my young son james and we both started a channel and i was uploading to kind of show him how to do it and it kind of took off really uh in in 2018 i was up to about 500 subs in the summer and then i think towards the the winter or the end of summer um and released the Formula Renault 3.5. And at that time, I did a video at Imola. Uh, it was week 13. And for some reason, that got tons of views. At the time, it was tons of views, about six, 7,000 views. And it must have triggered something with the YouTube algorithm or, or whatever it does. But then people started tuning in. And then it's been a slow increase. Well, saying a slow increase, it's 10,000 in a year. Uh, but over the months, it's just been growing and growing. Um, and I think uh, why people come to the channel is because I, want, I want, genuinely want to help people. I think uh, when I started, when I think back GT racing, I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing and nobody would help, or well, that's how it seemed anyway. So my kind of philosophy is to, to guide people, to, to show people what they need to do, what they shouldn't do. Um, and I do series, Let's Learn the Track, where that helps people prepare for the next week. And it's almost like the VRS track guides, but I break it down to... And from a normal driver's pen show people the little um, quirks with the track, the little bumps so it is um, a channel all about helping people and that's what the community are as well It's uh, I haven't built the community, I just started something and people have flocked in and, and everybody on the Discord, Facebook group, on the community channel itself, everybody helps each other there's no silly questions so it's a real real good bunch of guys.
0: Alright and that's Dave Cam over there is what they call it tell us about the hardware setup that you're uh that you're sitting in there racing uh your pedals you know your cockpit monitors vr that kind of thing
2: yeah i've uh, i've got triples uh with a fourth screen just for obs and and other bits and pieces uh for wheel i've got an accuforce v1 uh direct drive wheel uh, and I've got the Hussingville Ultimate pedals, which are the best thing that I've ever, I've ever bought for the rig. And then various button boxes and webcams and all the rest of the stuff that goes with uh, YouTube and stuff.
0: Okay. Now, I did watch one of your uh, videos where you were showing off the rig a little bit. And one thing I was very intrigued by that I saw that I haven't seen on other people's rigs before is actual uh, video lighting. And you have this really cool uh, lighting uh, uh, piece up above one of the triples that kind of shines on your face, and I was thinking, boy, that must be a little bit distracting while you're trying to race, but uh, you're also, you know, trying to deliver a, you know, record a video too, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's, it's bright. That's um, that's the best solution that I've had actually. That's a small LED light panel which which gives off some heat, but it's not too bad. But I used to have two big light boxes that used to generate so much heat it was crazy and I, I used to have to have a big fan running trying to keep me cool but that's actually quite a good solution now it's only small it wasn't that expensive for, for what it is but it's you can adjust the uh the white balance on the light and the the brightness of it so it's it's quite a cool uh quite a cool light unit
0: okay and uh and it's effective uh the videos look pretty good uh, you got a pretty clean look to it, and uh, lots of good content. So I'm very, I'm very impressed, and definitely recommend our listeners to check you out over there on YouTube. Uh, what is the goal uh, going forward with YouTube and iRacing as uh, as this thing kind of takes off?
2: Oh, just just to have fun, man. It's um, it's just a hobby, you know. It's um, if people want to tune in and watch, that's fantastic. If they don't, then there's lots of other great people on YouTube that they can they can go and check out. So I've got no goals, I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying being part of the community and there's a real good bunch of guys on there. So that's that's it with YouTube. There's no real goals. As far as iRacing goes, I want to try and and get good on on the oval side, which I don't think it'll ever happen because it'll take a while for me to grasp that. Uh, but uh, just keep having fun with iRacing, really. It's... Uh, my love for it's never kind of gone away at all in the three years that i've been doing it i still can't wait to get in the rig and, and jump into a race and i racing so it's just just about having fun and, and that's that's what uh, that's what i want to do moving forward
0: okay well when you want to start running ovals you can come run with us in the nascar i racing series and uh, we'll we'll show you around so to speak uh Anytime, really. Uh, so let's uh, talk about teams. Uh, are you on a team? Have you done team racing, uh, endurance racing? Are you going to run the 24-hour of Daytona?
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in a team. I'm uh, part of Alpine Stars Geodesic. Uh, quite a few drivers on there, some super, super quick drivers. Uh, real, really good team. Uh, help me out loads with setups. And there's lots of information on the Discord for us about streaming and uh, any other technical questions we've got. So, yeah. I plan on doing some endurance races but it just depends whether it uh, clashes with work you know you've got a job you've got to do that first so if it doesn't clash with work then i'm all for it yep 24 hours i've done them before in previous teams spa 24 hours daytona 24 that again brings something else to to i-racing that's uh those events are, are awesome
0: okay very good um so I want to get your thoughts because you're not going to stay for the whole show. And we know we're going to be talking about the new build that's come out. Uh, you put out a video uh, earlier today about uh, what you thought about uh, a bunch of the new stuff. Uh, you ran. I saw you ran a race with the AI with the new tire model and uh, and what else? I, I, and, and tell us what your thoughts were about that in a summary.
2: Um, AI, I was a bit apprehensive about AI. I thought it's going to turn into another one of those sims, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. That the The other cars they they ran. They didn't give me any room. They kind of squeezed me in. They shut the door on me, and I didn't even have it. I had it up to ninety percent. I think the between seventy and ninety percent the the AI skill level, and man, that they, they didn't give me anything. It was good. So I think it's going to be a vital training tool for us all when when it's brought out with the the other series. So I'm all for it, I think. I think it's super, I mean, it's really good to just be able to jump in a race whenever we feel like it, whatever we want. Um, And especially for me, the the Porsche Cup, I really enjoy that at the moment. So it's great at the moment, uh, this season, for me just to be able to jump in. Uh, The new tyre model on the, the Porsche, it seems really good. First lap or two, there's absolutely zero grip, but that was the case with the Skippy last year. Um, but it's much much better than the old one, although not too dissimilar. Uh, but it's much better, so I'm I'm all for that new tyre model. I think it's
0: What did you think about long term, uh, long run? If you you know the first laps compared to later, twenty laps later, would uh, did it do what you expect or?
2: Yeah, well, first couple of laps, as you as you know, with the the new tyre model, or you've you've maybe heard it's it's sketchy the first two laps but the the race I did at Lime Rock Park at the new Lime Rock I think it was 16 or 17 laps and the tyres probably started to come in at about 10 laps really started to up the pace so they didn't start working until 10 laps in so I I, I don't think they would drop off too much after 16 laps maybe 20-25 laps maybe start but I don't think it would be anywhere near as bad as it would be at the start of the race so um and you've kind of become accustomed to the car by then so um, I, don't, I can't see it being a problem at all. Uh, I'm inter- interested to see what it's going to be like with the the VRS races and the IMSA. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm praying, at some point iRacing brings out tire compounds. That'll be the next game change.
0: Yeah, pick the color of your tire, right? And uh, <laughs> All right. And uh, we always like to ask everybody uh, when they come on, what has been your most memorable iRacing moment so far?
2: Oh, well, I thought about this one when I knew I was coming on and it's got to be uh, the Indy 500 win this year. Uh, It was one of those races where I saw it on iRace and I was off work. I thought, I'll I'll do that. And at the time I was streaming on Twitch. So I thought I'll stream it. And the title for the stream and the thumbnail was how long will I last? And I literally thought I would last a few laps and that would be me done. But I started at the back, didn't qualify. Started at the back and worked my way up towards the front and then got a penalty and ended up right at the back again and battled my way back up the front towards the top 10 so we had about 30 laps to go and i i was going to run out of fuel. and i got lucky with a caution so a caution came out went in the pits came back out second uh, with about 10 to go i think i was second uh, took the lead and managed to make a bit of a i don't know if it was a ballsy move or a stupid move between turns three and four on a back on a back marker which gave me about a half a second gap. So I was able to drive on for the win then, but I couldn't have done it without the people that were watching on Twitch. There was, there was a couple of hundred people tuned in and people that were much more knowledgeable with oval racing than I was. And they were telling me to jack this up, jack that up, raise the car or something. I still can't remember what they were doing, but it, it did improve how the car handled. So there's no way that I could have brought that home with the win if it wasn't for the guys. In chat uh, on Twitch, and I've actually uploaded that to my YouTube channel now. So that's my most memorable moment: winning the Indy 500 when it was totally, totally unexpected.
0: Well, I think that's the first I've heard of where uh, your, you know, Twitch viewers are giving you setup advice and setup changes uh, during the race, and they actually work. That's great. Great.
2: Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. They, I think it was something to do. If I remember rightly, was it something to do with? With when there's dirty air and you jack the car up or something along those lines, I can't remember it entirely, but it was something along those lines when I was following the leader on those in those closing laps. But yeah, it did, did help, and I don't think I could have.
0: Okay, very good. So tell our listeners uh, how do they fo- uh, follow you? Is it YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above? What's the easiest way to kind of get involved and see what? Uh, what you're doing i got subscribed and i like to see your videos in my feed uh, i watch a lot of youtube and i like to i like i racing so it's a good mix
2: Oh, thanks mike uh yeah youtube dave cam d-a-v-e-c-a-m dave cam just throw that into youtube and no doubt i'll pop up at some point uh twitter it's davey underscore cam on twitter and i've just started up a, a facebook group so it's dave cam sim racing community dave cam sim racing community on on facebook so that's where you can uh, generally find me or just if anybody wants to get in touch just give me a, a shout on the the iRacing forum.
0: yeah you're out there in fact you are the one uh one of our listeners we sent a sticker to and you actually have our sticker uh proudly uh displayed i think on your uh, computer tower actually but uh, uh thank you for that we do appreciate it
2: yeah i do man. yeah i've got that one on there and i've got another one that I'm waiting. I've been lazy. I'm waiting to wash my car. And when I've washed my car, it's going on the rear window. I've got one on standby to go my car. So, no, thank you for the sticker.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, getting over 10,000 on subs uh, over there at YouTube. Uh, Get that monetization turned on. Uh, I know it's getting pretty late over there where you're at. You're in Europe. Uh, So uh, we're going to head to topics. But before you go, what's your final thoughts?
2: Yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me on. It's a privilege. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. It's, uh, I really, really look forward to it every week. Um, my good lady, Julie, is going to listen to this. Uh, and I want to tell her that um, that she's the love of my life because she puts up with my addiction to sim racing. And now she's having to put up with all this YouTube stuff. So, Julie, you'll listen to this.
0: Yes, Julie is awesome. All the women uh, behind us that are... Uh Support uh, this uh, is awesome too. My uh, Kathy is awesome. In fact, I just spent $600 today um, on a new video card and I had to tell her about that on the text message while she's at work, uh, working overtime. So uh, that was interesting and I, I appreciate Kathy's support. And uh, yeah, your woman is awesome too. So thanks, Dave, for coming on and, uh, and we'll see you out there on the track.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Let's jump the to topics. Obviously, the big one is the release notes. Uh, They call it 2020 Season 1, even though we're in the last month of 2019. Um, And it's week 13. And so uh, let's jump into it. We got two new supercars. That's the Australian uh, cars they run down there. The Holden Commodore and the Ford Mustang GT. Uh, A Skip Barber Formula 2000 was rebuilt. Uh, We got a rebuilt Lime Rock as well as well as uh, a new four-tenths dirt oval called Lernerville Speedway. Uh, new features include the launch of AI, as Dave was telling us about. Now, they only launched it on the Porsche um, with a, a select amount of tracks. Uh, initially, I think they were going to say oval uh, as well, but they held off on that, and, I'm, and uh, apparently it's coming. We'll get into that further down there, into this. Yep. And then the V7 tire is out on multiple new cars now. Um, There's a new damage model is on the Dallara F3. Um, Updates to the incident and penalty system, which is a little shocking when I think about Martinsville NIS. What the heck is that going to be like? But uh, custom vehicle spec maps for painters. A big uh, surprise, I think, was the painting changes. Um, there was some nice uh, video by uh, YouTube uh, on YouTube by iRacing uh, recapping uh, some of that information um, as well. What did you guys think uh, about the release notes? L- I mean, let me look at them real quick and see uh, what else I want to uh, point out here. Tons of stuff.
3: Well, I'll jump on the penalty system. I think that that that's not going to apply to every type of race. Because um th- they set it up as it's an option that you can set up and host the races, and they're probably gonna use it for the big long endurance races too. I think most of that is for the it has to do with basically Spa and what happened at Spa pretty much.
4: yeah, we have to we're gonna be covering that anyways later too. Um, that's that's a big I think they're gonna release it to more stuff when they figure out how they're gonna um, they're gonna figure out what series really need it. yeah.
1: I was a little surprised. Only the Delara F3 got the new damage model. Um, I was kind of expecting like at least the Audi TRC to get it because um, I'm assuming that car was built while the damage model was being built and they were kind of built hand in hand. Um, I was kind of hoping a tin top would get the new damage model so we could see fenders crumple rather than wheels falling off but uh, that was kind of the only surprise to me other than just how much content there was in general. Just bug fixes and just, it's, I mean, it's Probably the longest thing of patch notes we've seen, at least since I've been on the sim.
0: The biggest section, I think, is really uh, the visual, rendering, and graphics. And uh, there's a lot of performance things, and this fixes, like you said. Uh, it's so much that I'm not even going to read all of it, of course. But uh, we did have a teammate, Mark, uh, who uh, commented today in the in the feed, how he has seen an improvement at Nerbering. He used to have a stuttering problem on the front stretch or at least a a frames-per-second problem. Nothing's changed on his system, but with the
4: new update, it's gotten much, much better for him, and
0: uh, it was certainly
4: noticeable. uh, The further they go, the more they're going to optimize it, because obviously, um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, mine was just under 10 gig of downloads, so it's not like it. there's a lot of content, but they've optimized it where it's not taking up a lot of room Yep. They uh the specifically on the cup cars, uh the NASCAR,
0: they did the uh spoiler where it's the gray, you know, gray and it can't be colored uh, just like the new NASCAR is doing.
3: That's the splitter, not the spoiler. The splitter,
0: I'm sorry. Yep. They updated uh flagman animations at some tracks. Uh we got the race marshals visible now. and That kind of thing.
1: They even upgraded the ambulance, so it's going to be a little safer out there.
0: <laughs> um, I got to try the new Lime Rock uh, earlier before the show. Um, I was I picked the Grand Prix version, and I had no idea. I went into that turn like I normally do, and whoa! There's a really sharp right hand turn into the chicane, completely missed it. But uh, it was interesting.
3: Yeah, that that track, the chicane goes to the left now instead of the right. After you go down that little short short shoot on the kind of, I guess you would call it the front, the, well, the second stretch.
4: I was watching uh, the supercars go around there in a race uh, on YouTube there, and it looks like they've done a really good job on, you know, the supercars have a lot of power to try and put down on that small track, but it looks like they did a really good job updating it. Yeah, I ran
1: it with the uh, Skippy. I ran the old Skippy and the old Lime Rock about sometime last week, did about 10 laps and did the same thing on the updated stuff, and it's just amazing just how much bigger the environment feels i don't know what they do with like the trees in the background but i feel like i'm in a much more on it in a mountainside than i did before before it just felt like an open field with some trees stacked up here and there um just the way the whole area feels is different which is pretty cool i don't know how they accomplish that but it definitely feels new
4: i even, agree there's like a the
0: thing yeah even it's the track gone.
4: felt wider well, what it's what it definitely is is obviously that's 10, 10 years of different technology too, right? Of things that they've learned to do differently, and the way the environments work together, you know that track was built basic on a basic uh, thing back in, in when they first started, and now that's you know they've learned a lot of lessons to make the make everything come alive.
0: I agree with what Will's saying. It feels like when I drove it. It's more three-dimensional than it was before. I don't know how to explain that, but the, the surroundings, the trees and that kind of thing. But uh, but I drove the MX-5 Cup to try the new tire model and to try the new track, um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Let's uh, move on to paints, David. Let's uh, dig into that. Tell us about new paint textures.
3: So this week 13, I've been spending more time painting than racing. Um, you can now do basically something that used to happen on the old R-Factor with an alpha layer except they have multiple layers on here. You can control the texture of your car now. Uh, You can go for a glossy metallic finish or a flat finish and just about everything in between using a a secondary file. We could go into a lot of details uh, and there's been some longer videos and some shorter videos. I actually streamed uh, some last night as I was painting on our GTE car. Uh, And it's really amazing. We've got some links there here that you can check out. Uh, it's very handy. And originally, trading paints was going to make it um, a pay feature that you had for you to be able to upload these maps. Um, I subscribe, and then I don't know. An hour later, uh, they put out the announcement that they're going to go ahead and roll that back and make it make it to all users. Um, It's a really nice feature. The chrome cars look amazing. And of course, a lot of people love the flat look, too. Uh, I've been having a blast doing combination colors where you have chrome stripes going either chrome or kind of a colored chrome. Um, And we had a quote from Bobby Jonas, and I kind of agree with him that I'm going to go ahead and speak up from him. Bobby is our primary painter for Tifosi Racing. Um, I do a lot, too, and I'm usually constantly asking him for directions or help. Um, and it, he did say that he thinks it's a step in the right direction, and it definitely opens up a lot of options for the designs. One downside is that it, the open race numbers on the cup cars, or I guess most of the oval cars, look off if the spec doesn't match them. So it would be nice to be see the numbers brought up above the spec layer, or some way to have the software s- stamp the right exact spec layer, kind of like you do with tires. Um everything else it looks great it works great with custom numbers but if you have if you have a metallic line going through the number it shades it darker right through the right through the number on top of it and it it does look pretty distracting if you have a certain color number okay and
0: iRacing put out an article at iRacing.com backslash paint textures where they describe in writing kind of the process of uh, what you need to do and there's a There's an extra thing called a spec map. Who knows about that?
3: Well, the spec map is just another uh, uh, TGA file that actually IRX and then converts to a more compressed file because it's grayscale, and it generally usually doesn't have as many... It doesn't have as many, much variety in the colors. It's usually mostly black and white. So you can really deeply compress it, make it load faster. So it converts it to an MPI file. And it, what happens is after you go through the process, you have some black and white layers for a metallic and some black and white layers for, for the um, roughness or smoothness. And those, those are the main two layers that work. And you, one is set to the red channel, one is set to the green channel, and you go through some processes where you, edit those different colors in grayscale and then you save that spec map as car underscore spec underscore and then your account number dot tga and then you have to refresh it in the game and boom it applies that texture with your paint and you can see either the chrome effect or the flat effect that you want.
0: Okay so if I get a paint from Bobby for the A car, he's going to give me two tga files is that what you're saying?
3: Either that, or he'll he'll actually probably go ahead and have one of them converted already to NPI, because as soon as you put it in the game, uh, as soon as you drop it in your in your paint folder in your iRacing paint folder, it and then you load it in a test session, it converts it to NPI. But you gotta.
0: But I want to put it on TradingPaints.com. What is what do they need?
3: They need they need the TGA file and the NPI file, and you go. There's another. There's a new option now in the same place where you choose a new paint. You can upload spec map in there, and for there you upload the MPI file.
0: Okay, so they need two files, so that's what we need to be getting. Okay.
4: Now this is quite interesting because this was like one of the their secrets. We never had any. I don't know. I didn't hear about anything about this coming. Did anybody else? They kept almost everything secret
3: unless they wanted it out. Because the little, the Skippy was a big surprise too until they announced it on on their podcast. But yeah, I'll, it's, I'll, Ahead, Sorry, Will. Dave. You go. Go, Will.
1: All right. I was gonna say, I was really surprised they didn't like leak a little bit out by having like a Chrome car in the background of a video or something. Um, I mean, there was like literally no news about this until they released patch notes. Um, they really kept this hush hush. I mean, they kept Lime Rock and the Skippy a secret till about two weeks before we knew the supercars were coming for a while. But I think this has probably been one of the most um enjoyed features of this build across the whole community because it affects everybody dirt road oval um i think it looked i think these cars look amazing i cannot wait till uh peak or whatever that new series is going to be called the nascar pro series to see what those guys' cars look like because they already have some of the best looking cars out there i think this is going to be a an amazing feature
0: so
4: did the price go up for paints now it
3: will if you want if you want the textures it will
4: the other interesting thing is, is obviously they had to work in conjunction with the trading paints, to, and they had to get all their stuff ready to go for it too, because, you know, it's all a separate entity, right? Yeah, technically it is
0: separate, but uh, yeah, they do definitely work together. But you got to remember, the guy who's running Trading Paints is Steve Lavender, and there's another guy who does the programming. But Steve Lavender is the guy who uh is doing the uh nascar.com articles on the peak series he also does some social media stuff for nascar um and for peak and so he's kind of involved in that stuff too
4: bobby mentioned someone brian simpson is that part of is he part of that that's iRacing staff he's the guy okay, that's working right, on the staff. paint system yeah okay
0: well let's uh skip on from paints and talk ai greg tell us uh about the what they call the soft
4: launch so we got some word a couple days in advance, there, or a day or so in advance there, that the AI was going to come out. Um, and I think it got leaked a little bit before that that uh, there might be involved a couple different uh, cars, but uh, it was soft-launched on the uh, Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car on uh, some select tracks. Um, Dave Kamer uh, posted on forums there uh, just uh, his thoughts before it was um, about just, you know thinking about where iRacing has started and where it's come to now, because, you know, over the last 10 10 years, we've been racing somebody else, and and this uh, gives you the opportunity to create your own racing as well as you can still do your online racing part of it. But um, so um, Tony Gardner also was chiming in about uh, the AI, um, because when they launched it, initially they had the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car on it with a handful of tracks but they also put the cup car was going to get it with a handful of tracks and um they had released it prematurely and then took it back i guess and um gardner, uh, tony gardner had uh, put in the forms that they had made the mistake with the oval content um and that they were apologizing with it um they want to make some more improvements on it uh, before they let the members uh go at it in the ovals so obviously that's coming somewhere so um, maybe it's coming su- in next build or before that. We don't know. He c- they don't elaborate uh, anything there. Um, I guess the other post that Tony was really in on is I guess there's some people up in um, that are a little bit worried that AI is going to take over um, some of the members and take away from some of the racing, I guess, uh, for uh, because people will just want to race AI and do their own type of racing. Um, but Tony believes... We have about 100,000 active members, paying members, and um, he believes that a lot of them aren't really comfortable getting on the track. So Some of them are uh, able to get on the track comfortably and race with them. So maybe that racing with the AI will maybe make the the person more comfortable racing. Um, I'm really interested in this part of it because I think the benefit of uh, the AI here is... It, 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 it'll help you when you're testing for a lot of things. On the oval side, I can see it being a, a big help for drafting and things like that. Um, but what do you guys think, what are you guys looking forward to in the AI part of it? Do you just want to race the AI, or you want to use it as a training tool? All the
0: above. I, yeah, I think there is a fear about people that are racing people now that are going to stop racing people because of the...
3: I think at some point racing AI, AI just has to be boring. Um, the, the biggest benefit I see is once they get it working on the oval, uh, being able to use this package in, in the draft. Because you, you, you can't learn anything when you're adjusting a set by itself. And on, even on, practice doesn't suck
0: because it's not really a race, right?
3: Yeah, there's just not enough cars together to get you to feel what it's like when all that downforce is gone, when you have a pack of ten cars in front of you. So um, here's
5: a here's the biggest thing for me. Um, a lot of times, I just don't have the time to to get in a in a race. Um, whether it's uh, the timing, like maybe it's too late for me, or you know, I just want to jump on for a half an hour and and throw down. Those, throw down some laps and you know like you said it's it's hard to get some good stuff happening in just an open practice and um with the ai i can just jump into a race and well you know obviously use it as the as the practice but also just have that extra benefit available to when i'm short on time and i want to get on and and just turn some laps and in a race
4: type setting now the other thing there with you're talking about that tony what if there's something going on and and you might get interrupted when you're doing an official race. You can't, you know, you get interrupted and you got, you you know, you can't complete that race and it costs you everything. Well, they've actually added in as well, some cool features to the AI. So there is a pause button so you can pause it and, and walk away for a bit. If you have to, um, it's just simply hitting the pause button on your keyboard. Uh, you can pause the race and, uh, come back to it, you know, even if you're doing like an endurance race or something, you take a quick break and walk away like that's a it's a nice thing to have if you got you gotta go do something right
0: I think it was cool that Dave Kamer posted because this is a milestone moment in iRacing. racing It really is because it's a different direction i mean it's founded on a direction of racing other people, and they never had this and now there's you know it's a fork in the road and uh I think he's really proud of it, you know based on what he wrote there. Um, I'm excited about the NASCAR stuff. He says, quote, if all goes well, we will not be launch, launching the NASCAR Cup cars in a soft launch as well on a number
4: of oval and road tracks. The other thing with it is um, normal in, in a... I'm going to go back to the video game reference, but iRacing has worked backwards on their system. Obviously, they focus on the simulation part and racing with other people. Most times games are made or are made with a story or career mode area where you're racing ai and then have a multiplayer aspect added to it so it's kind of like that's what he's saying it's revolution it's it's a a different thing because they've worked backwards on this okay so some of the
0: mechanics let's talk about that a bit there's a thing called a roster and um There's some questions about, can you share this user-generated iRacing AI season and roster? And the answer is yes. Um, You go to My Documents, iRacing, and there's a folder called AI Roster. You copy the directory with the name of the roster you'd like to share. That directory contains all the information on the roster as well as any specific
4: TGA files. And it goes for the same thing. There's uh, AI Roster Seasons or AI Seasons, so if you're creating a season, it's good. you'll have another uh, file with uh, document slash iRacing slash uh, AI Seasons and do the same thing. Okay, and I've already seen forum posts where people are kind
0: of posting these things up. Uh, there's also a thing in Trading Paints that uh, is supporting this, so you can get paints on the AI cars. Like when I went to tradingpaints.com, you could click on a thing and it would... Like uh, somebody put together a bunch of paints for the Porsche, for the AI, and you would click on this and apparently it would somehow load them down to your car. I haven't quite figured it
4: out yet. So this is where you're going to go back to the, you know, you can have full rosters of cars. So like if you want to race all the paint jobs of 2004 in the cup cars, you could have that as your whole roster of cars. It, it just, it opens up a whole lot of, you know, you can have your own season with all the cars, um, paint jobs of, yesterday or or back in time that feel like you're racing you can race Dale Earnhardt's paint job again things like that but my question is is it enabled through
0: trading paints so I can easily do it but somebody else put it together like somebody like Nick nieban would put together like you said a season from the past and he would post it on
4: trading paints and I could push a button and do it i'm guessing it's going to start out that way as soon as they start rolling it off i'm sure people will be asking for it or you can get a collection of cars each car will be put up there i'm sure someone will put it up there and you just might have to click through it and do it or you might be able to cl- they might actually condense it into its own file i don't know
0: yep so i it's called collections if you go to tradingpaints.com uh if you go under showroom you can click collections and see what i was just clicking on so like if i can click on the one but uh, i'll click one here porsche cup by neil andrew and there's got uh like I don't know, 20 different Porsche paints all picked and uh, put together in a collection. And then apparently you can mark it somehow and use it. I don't know if you have to manually download these, but we'll figure it out and we'll get it on another episode. Uh, It's all very new. It is week 13. Uh let's keep moving. Uh Tony uh go green and go left real quick.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, with any new feature there's always bugs and it sure didn't come for this one to show up. So um yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a video uh someone's racing uh with the AI and uh looks like they're they're coming down to the uh, to the start finish line and they're coming around that last corner and well, there's a I don't know, about a half dozen of them. Maybe they were uh, checking out that, that new uh, ambulance or trying to get at the flag man or something. But yeah, they they take a quick turn to the left, right into the wall, causing all kinds of havoc. Um, I don't about know how crazy that cars. is. Yeah, maybe they pick the, the bottom split option.
0: Um, <laughs> Put it at the lowest percentage and that's what they do. But yeah, like the top eight or nine just did this hook left right into the wall right when the green come out. It was crazy
5: yeah yeah it was uh it's it's a great video it's funny um but uh tony gardner was uh quick to to post up that um they've already addressed the issues and a fix will be in in the next patch so um if, if you're wanting some hilarious uh video footage uh better get it in now before they they patch it up and those guys won't do that no more
0: i don't own the porsche so i haven't tried the ai i'm gonna hold out i think for the uh nascar but uh Let's talk uh, shift gears. Will, tell us about the version 7 oval tire issues. Uh, I don't know if you, I would say issues. It's just people getting used to it. Uh, There are some people that say there's problems. There's other people that don't. Uh, Tell us what you see.
1: Yeah, so at some point early last week, um, a bug did get released. Um, Basically, if you sit there and do some burnouts and blow your left rear, what essentially happens is, is you can do laps faster with a flat left rear than you can do with the aired up. Um, but it's a very, very unique situation. You're going to have to really kind of play around to make it happen. It just has no impact on official racing. Um, now, uh, peak driver Eric J. Smith, um, he did some testing. Uh, he ran about 35 laps with max camber at Atlanta in the, uh, the C truck. Um, he posted up his lap times and his tire temps at the end of the run. Uh, he made some suggestions on the tire model, um, basically requesting that the suspension be fixed that so that they can actually gain camber instead of static camber um, and have those static cambers opened up for the front tires. Um, basically, his criticism was that if he could run 35 laps um, and not blow a tire at the temps he was getting, that he should be able to. Um, that way he has control over how he does his runs and how he manages it. Um, there was, um, some other criticisms, um, uh, current pro series, driver, Liam Brotherton um, he posted a, a pretty long post. I'm gonna kind of break it down here a little bit. His initial impressions says not a fan, um, but he also goes on to say the tire dynamics are really incredible and a huge step in the right direction how I can feel the car get loose and tight and make adjustments to steering and throttle accordingly. Um, he does criticize though how the tires react going from cold to hot temperatures. And uh, there was some criticism overall um, by him and some other drivers about the lack of fall-off. Um, it looks like you're getting out there on cold tires, it's a little slick. About lap four, five, six, seven, depending on the track and how hard you're running, you're going to set your best lap. But there's really no fall-off after that. Um, and Tyler Hutchins uh, chimed in a little bit later on in the forums, basically stating we are aware and it is being tuned on, hopefully for an upcoming patch, um, tire wear and fall off that is. So um, there's people getting used to it. There is one bug, but it's uh, should not affect racing at all. If someone's going to do burnouts for 10 minutes, they're going to lose enough time anyway. Um, they're going to make that back up. But, yeah, just overall criticisms. Um, I think everyone's happy with the way it drives and feels at Temp. It's the just the transition from cold to hot and then uh what the fall off feels like over time and how it affects lap times have you guys raced on the tire or tried it at all what do you guys think
3: i have not tried it at the oval but speaking of the burnout thing that's protestable anyway so if anybody does that they're gonna be putting themselves in a little bit of trouble
4: i uh i tried a couple laps before we uh started the podcast here and i put an old setup in that i was and tested at uh homestead and the setup I ran at Homestead won't run it, so um, it's just too loose. But uh, I gotta figure out what uh, to change on it. But uh, it does feel definitely more sketchy on the first couple laps. I haven't tried
0: it yet, but uh, it's interesting about the tire wear. I think John Hammer actually posted in the forums, "Hey, wait a minute! Don't we we don't have fall off in real NASCAR, right? And these it actually matches up to real NASCAR almost right." Um, I'm not sure they got it wrong if you look at it that way. You know, if if door bumper clear, I'll refer to that podcast. You know, we heard them talk all the time about, you know, the hard, hard Goodyear tires and they need something softer with some fall off. And, you know, and here we are with this brand new tire and we don't have a lot of fall off either. It sounds the same.
4: I'm wondering how that'll change over time, though, like as people get used to driving or figuring out what they're going to do and. Go through setups and and be on track with people because there hasn't been a lot of official racing with it, right?
0: Exactly, and people are just doing tests and running, you know, thirty-five lap runs or whatever, and basing everything off of that. And so, I, I think there are some people saying, "Hey, let's uh, relax here." Uh, based on what Toddler posted, it sounds like they're going to make an adjustment. So
4: I don't know. I I get what people are saying that they, you know they're they want to improve it and talk about it and stuff, but that that they do. Explain to us that this is still a work in progress. So, you, you know, you got to work with them They're not saying this is the end-all beat-all. So they're, they're working on it. So just be patient with them. Okay, let's uh, switch gears
0: to Incident limit rule was changed. Uh, there was an update to the penalty system uh, prior to the build 17x would be a disqualification in most C series and above now 17X will trigger a drive through penalty, and 25X will be a disqualification. The Endurance Lamar series will have a 60X limit before a drive through, with a 100X before disqualification. There is no word on how this will affect the NIS series next season. As far as I know, it's still the 17X uh, for drive through and 25 for DQ,
4: even for NIS. Well, NIS is 22 incidents dq before right the, now it's it, 17 is the new trigger no a b and c were always 17 they're uh because they're shorter so that they've kept the 17x the same for the a b and c so what it would probably end up being if they roll this out with the nis is still have 22 or 20 or whatever and then 25 or 27 maybe case but that's a lot of incidents for an nis race
0: well, I was thinking of Martinsville. I mean, I was hitting 20, 21. I was right at the limit at the end of those races. Uh, Tony, you you were right there too. Oh, yeah. There's a few times uh, uh,
5: this last year where I was um, close, and I think I did get disqualified a couple times. Um, but, you know, it is really what it is. I, I'd be okay if they dropped it back to 17, you know, just did it the same as the, uh, the A race. But, like you said, Mike, with the short tracks, maybe, I don't know what that. Well, well, I'm just really thinking you're it.
0: getting down to the end of the race at Martinsville, you're 50 to go and you're in another caution and oh crap, now I got to do a drive-through penalty under green and lose three or four laps, it'll destroy your race.
4: Well, I think the thing that would to go along with this that needs to come out and will eventually the damage model will penalize more than the, the this disqualification or the drive-through penalty is when they get the damage model right that'll be the penalty than this also they
3: the reason the disqualifications comes so much quicker at the short tracks is it's just too easy to get a 4x anytime anytime you tap it's coming 4x or 0x there's no 2x or it doesn't really scale very well you get a light tap you get a 4x you get wrecked sometimes and get a 0x so they, the the damage or i guess the x model on the or incident
4: model on the short tracks needs work well it's actually part of the damage model david it's the it's how the angles of the there's um
1: like the spears
4: yeah their spears when they penetrate over another spear that's when it triggers an incident so like sometimes when you're drafting at like daytona and you bump somebody you don't get a 4x but if you know I, like the other night when we were racing at charlotte there i got pushed down a back straight away and hit square in the back being pushed in a draft and i get a 4x it just depends on how they cross each other and that's with the damage model, they're fixing that part of it by creating spheres and things like that.
3: Why well, aren't they getting rid of the spheres and going with spheres, something that's closer to uh, the Polygon. So that yeah, that'll be good then. That would that will help with the. That may make it to the point where incidents aren't racking up as easily and um, it's not as big of an issue. But the the incidents can't limit um, and wanting the drive-through penalties, it's. Like I said earlier, they wanted that because of SWA and and road course, where you can just rack up 1X after 1X and gain a time advantage.
4: Right. That that Endurance Lamar series, that's the six-hour races, aren't they, David?
3: Yes. Okay,
4: I understand the road
0: stuff, put it on the road because of that, and I agree with it. I don't want this on Oval. I don't understand. I mean, I'm trying to think of a NASCAR race. Where they did a drive-through penalty because you've been in too many wrecks and i, I can't just think of one not one of them
5: i
4: agree well,
5: could, that, could that could that kind of uh, take place for the five minute fix timer
4: they i think that's where they need to go at it too that's a good point there tony like maybe at some point there needs to be a five minute fix timer i agree i
0: would rather have that like let your car get wrecked enough that you have as an uh five minutes or more damage that's required that's how you get DQ'd out of the race. And, that should and the- be the only uh, thing that can do it.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it kind of goes back to the 0, 2x, 4x. I think that's the biggest problem with ov- oval racing is you get 4x's so easy. Um, you only have to, ha- I mean, you could literally bump draft somebody into a 17x um, if the system doesn't calculate right. And 2x's just don't exist. Um I think I, th- I think we talked earlier, like that. once that's fixed, I think that will adjust properly to oval racing where, you're right, where you wreck your car, you're going to be off the track for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, pull em. Um, because I think that's where you're going to get somebody who's being stupid is the guy who is mad at somebody because they had their race ruined. So they wait 30 minutes to get back onto the track and wreck somebody else. I think that will work the way it is intended in NASCAR and can in iRacing. But the problem is now is just four X's are just way too easy to get.
0: I, well, I like the idea. Get rid of the X's and just have the five-minute clock. I mean, we do everything to make this look like a NASCAR race. We do the green-white checkers. We do the double-file restart shootout style. I mean, we do the wave-arounds and the lucky dogs, and we do everything. So why wouldn't we do the five-minute clock? I mean, let's do it.
4: Well, and they don't do motor swaps and things like that in a real race like they do in here, right, when you get a 30-minute right. penalty. Five-minute rule five 5 minute rule would actually clean up the races take a lot of those cars out that shouldn't be on the track either yep yeah that are riding around 30 miles an hour under speed yeah and you know maybe losing causing a wreck being in the way being in the wrong line i think it just would be a better it it'd be a better solution you know you got five more than 5 minutes with the damage on pit road if you stay on pit road for longer than 5 minutes then you're out well and how many of us run around damaged
0: hating the race but we finish it because we don't want to lose a lot of i rating so we just run it out it would even prevent that you know and and make that probably even a more pleasant experience great idea let's get it done all right let's move on david hall tell us about the thrustmaster rallycross world championship is over okay
3: yeah i'm here um congrats to thrustmaster I Racing rallycross world champion sammy maddie trogan i hope i pronounced that right uh, the final races for the championship were held over the weekend. Mitchell Jazong picked up his fifth win of the season, but due to missing two races in the middle of the season, uh, Trogan is your champion.
4: Consistency yeah. over amount of wins. Did he miss the race, races
3: due to live schedule or just didn't get into, the to I guess, the feature?
4: I think he missed them completely. I don't think he actually participated in two of them in general. Yeah,
1: I think he was doing the McLaren shadow project those weeks um, that that lined up with.
4: Mitchell DeJong is pretty busy in a lot of other things because even if you think about it, the next article we have, he was in as well. well yeah, this happened uh, earlier today, actually.
3: He's he's no Josh Rogers. That's all I got to say. No, congratulations to
4: So I guess now the next thing Mitchell DeJong was pretty busy this afternoon. Um, they were over racing in the BMW uh, Sim Live 2019. Um, it was a, it was only a 15 minute race at the Daytona road course, um, in the M eights and Mitchell DeJong held off, uh, was it La- uh, Lauren, uh, Heinrich by a seven tenths of a second to win a hundred or sorry, $10,000. So what this, the nice thing, the cool thing about this race was is, uh, it's when you bring professional drivers, uh, BM works drivers and professional sim racers and fans together and put them on the virtual racetrack um they were all racing there competing for this money
0: what a setup bmw has provided for this with these uh sim cockpits all lined up in kind of a theater great lighting i mean it's just it looks awesome
1: yeah this is a live event held in germany um i watched it live about the last i don't know five minutes of it i didn't realize how long the race was until after it was over but It was a really, really good race. Uh, Mitchell and Heinrich kind of got out front. Uh, Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh were battling really tight. Wrecked with about three, four minutes to go. Um, Just a complete racing incident. Nobody was really at fault. There's just hard racing. And um, they actually got the white flag going down the backstretch into the bus stop. Um, Mitchell and uh, Heinrich were side by side. Uh, Mitchell was running second the whole race. And you could tell he was trying to time it. Um, to get the pass in the draft coming to the start finish. And uh, Heinrich basically parked it going into the bus stop to get behind Mitchell. So Mitchell had the lead coming out of the bus stop. Uh, Heinrich was just a little too far back. He did get a really, really good run. Uh, Mitchell blocked him pretty good. They didn't make contact. It was close, though. Um, But, I mean, it was seven thousandths of a second at the line. Um, It was a really good race. And live in Germany, Uh, Mitchell was there. It's pretty cool to see these sim racers uh i know mitchell and josh okay. rogers they've been Hootoo traveling the world yeah uh
0: max uh Benneke was there um max w- i was the other guy i think uh, those guys are all the h- big heavy hitters back to the rally cross i did watch uh, that race i think i actually watched it live because i was off work that day but um i remember mitchell making this move i was just blown away by i don't know if anyone recalls it but he was trying to get a car, around a car that was in front of him, and and he just didn't break for the corner. And he ended up, you know, in the next split second, he was next to the car because he didn't break. And he was using the car that he was trying to pass to kind of hold him on the track so he could go on by. And uh, it was just a brilliant move. And, and, and like you were saying, Will, it, he timing the, the slingshot move you know, just perfectly so he can take it. Uh, he did the same thing in this rally cross race as well
4: uh, in that particular move. Well, and he got the whole shot, and that was the that was one of his the feature, or that no, wasn't the feature race, that was one of the feeding one races. Oh, is that what races. it was, the heat race? Yeah, it yeah, was crazy. Yeah, the feature, he got the whole shot and and won it again, but uh, it was Semi-Maddy uh, Trogan. Uh, he, he, uh, he made a pass on, I'm trying to remember the driver's name, um, going about the same spot that Dejong uh, made that pass in the in the heat um, pretty much doing the same thing pushing the, they, they kind of use the car another car up against the wall and, and, and bounce off of them and uh, that but it was really good that was a really good track I really liked watching that race at that track because it seemed that that um, joker lap was such a drastic change like it it, it you, you thought that you know he's got a big lead, and then all of a sudden a car comes out of nowhere, and it's like right close to him because of that Joker lap.
0: Yeah, I love it when the Joker is, makes a huge difference, like you're saying. And, uh, and the other thing about these races, like you said, the track is great. They they seem to definitely bottle up on the first uh, lap. If you're on the outside, uh, you're in trouble. You're going to get pushed into the wall pretty much.
2: Well,
4: and the other thing is, is I, is the I, I haven't followed to a full extent here, but. There's a lot of Subarus. Is that obviously the car? I, w- I was hearing them talk about strategy. Um, uh, Clampett drives. He was the only other manufacturer in the Ford in that race because I don't think I think there might actually have been a VW in that in that feature. The VWs race as well. are always in the back. Yeah, there is a difference in the cars. So, but it always seems to be the Subaru is like the more maybe the more handling car for that type of thing. I don't know, but uh, it's definitely um, they're definitely exciting races, but there's There's got to be something done about uh, you know the single file racing. It, it happens a lot there,
1: well, so the, I think the deal with the Subaru is it's just better at a fresh track. So qualifying in the heat races. Um, in the feature race, typically the Fiesta and the Beetle are a little bit better, but they just don't necessarily make it. Um, I think low Garrett Low is the only Fiesta, and I think Clampin and I think two others run the Beetle. But they did make a change to the. Subaru in this patch um adjusting its um like I think center mass or something of that nature so uh the car they picked at the start of the season they had to run throughout the whole season um being a nine race championship I kind of wish they had to do three races one in each of the three cars um to mix it up but yeah I think we should see an improvement there next season
0: do they need to do like a balance of power kind of
1: yeah they made a slight tweak to that Subaru and it's Overall, throughout the course of an event, I think it's balanced. It's just the Subaru, because of its wheelbase, I think it's just better at that early. It's a bigger car. Um, yeah, bigger car, longer wheelbase the way the mass is. Um, better early in the event. So if the the Fiesta and the Beetle are at a disadvantage in qualifying in the heat races, they don't necessarily get to see the worn-out track in the feature.
4: The weird thing is is the Subaru in in real life is becoming a dinosaur compared to the the Fiesta or the uh, the Focus, and then the the VW stuff uh, over in Europe.
0: All right, let's keep moving. Will, let's talk about Season 1 schedule was released.
1: Yeah, basically everyone knows Week 13, we get the new schedule uh, for the upcoming season. Um, you can find it in the forums. Um, but just a couple of key notes we want to share out here. Uh, if you're looking at any dirt schedules and you see Centrifugal Circuit, that was just a placeholder for Learnerville. So those races will be replaced with Lernerville. And any series that uses old Lime Rock will actually use the new Lime Rock. So you will not race old Lime Rock in any official series. Basic stuff there, nothing too.
0: And I don't really run those 12-week seasons. So there's that. Let's keep moving. Greg, we got iRacing posted up. They have a new season with new tools.
4: iRacing got a gun. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, So they posted up on their uh, Twitter page. um, their new infrared, uh, scanner. Um, so it, it's, it's a more accurate handheld scanner. Um, I guess than their big, um, mounted scanner that scans the racetrack so they can do more detailed things. So in the video that they posted on their Twitter page is, uh, them taking that bell, that iRacing bell helmet and going around it with the scanner. And it's showing it on a laptop here, rendering it as they're doing it. So I, I got thinking about, how this um, might improve the details on things coming up. Like when they use their big scanner, it obviously scans, like when they scan a car, it would scan the outside surface and stuff. Um, But how detailed does it get inside, like inside fenders and things like that? So I'm wondering if this tool can be added to further enhance the way that they are gonna be rendering these cars and things like that down the road. It's a good point. Lay on your back and kind of take this thing and shine it up
0: through the fender well and it kind of does a visual recording of of every little bump and crease.
1: Yeah I would say something like I just imagine the dirt late model doing the underside suspension was probably a, a chore for those guys where something like this you can crawl underneath there scan all the components um, probably a lot easier than what they were doing in the past so this probably will just kind of speed up and give us better quality on the cars and stuff we get in the future
0: all right let's keep moving uh we got uh voting for the 2019 eNASCAR nascar most popular driver uh matt busa posted up in the forums a link uh where you can go and vote uh for your favorite peak driver and uh who'd you guys vote for
3: uh, i'm a procrastinator i didn't vote I voted um,
1: twice. Uh, my first vote was for uh, Michael Guest. Um, I beat him one time in a street stock race at the Texas Infield Road Course. I think he was the first pro driver I ever drove with. Um, I started on the pole, and he started last. Um, he would have caught me if he started up front. But So I voted for him the first time, and then my second vote was for Ray Alfalo. So Got to go with the four-time there.
0: Well, I just picked Keegan Leahy just because I love his style, even though he, he didn't win the championship, but he almost did. Uh, 562 votes, it says, uh, after I clicked on that. So uh, hopefully we'll figure out who the winner is. All right, let's keep moving. Next is hardware software. Uh, we got an announcement about uh, Simucube 2, uh, the wheelbase. Uh, they're on batch 9, uh, and orders are open for that. Get your order in before or by December 16th. Um, unfortunately, prices are going to be increasing next year. GD has increased their prices, and that means we have to increase ours. Batch 9 is the last batch for the current pricing structure. Prices do go up January 1st. If you want to save at least $100, you must order in this batch. We plan to close orders for Batch 9 Monday, December 16th at midnight Eastern. Uh, one more note they they wanted to let us know and this is Derek Spear's designs by the way. Uh, they said they're also in the process of developing a f1 type rim with Bluetooth connection. Our DSD rim is in the works and we'll we'll talk more about that later. They're
4: obviously expanding their uh, what they're doing. he's doing there um, making his own wheel now coming down soon. All right, let's keep going. David, uh,
0: D box forty two fifty I plug and play.
3: We've got a plug and play SIM gear, basically ready. That's designed to pretty much hook up to a SIM lab SIM lab rig, but it probably means it'll fit on many eighty twenty rigs. Uh, it's got four actuators. It's a plug and play kit. Goes on an aluminum profile wig rig uh, with four, clap, four claps and a KIP one P, or KAI one P controller. Um, and all the necessary cables. And this is a good deal. Yeah, it's forty-five hundred shipped, or forty-seven hundred.
0: Really good price for what you're getting, and it's still for sale. So if you want to go debox and uh, you have like an eighty-twenty cockpit, this is a really good deal. It's uh, Alexander Potter on the forums. We'll talk about uh, some more debox stuff later too, in a different story. Uh, Greg, next up we got a poll. Uh, what do you use for cockpit, static or
4: motion? I'm guessing if uh, somebody picks that up, they might uh, change this poll uh, tallies here. Um, Mark Puck uh, posted in the forums uh, a post about uh, do you use a static or motion rig and or table desk clamp as well, he put in there. Um, so they give the option static, motion, table desk. Yeah. Um, There's been a total of, as of when I did it, uh, 669 votes. Uh, It looks like static, which is what I believed was going to happen, was going to be overruled or having the most over it um, as of now. Table and desk was second, and then motion uh, was third. So 65, 27, and 9 percent. Nine percent is motion. Which I would love to revisit. uh, Post this in a year from now and see as it changes, right? see how the numbers change over year by year like him post this up again next year and see what the votes are for
0: if you had asked me this question you know what percentage of cockpits are motion out there I would have said maybe five percent I don't think I would have said
4: nine so you know that's fifty that's fifty seven people right now out of six hundred and sixty nine that's a lot of motion rigs even if they're basic motion rigs that's still there's definitely money being spent in that in that aspect of it, and it's only going to get more. Okay, let's keep moving. Well, T A H P. Yeah,
1: so it's telemetry assisted head physics, um, or THAP or T A H P. I'm not sure how you would pronounce that, but uh, this is some some software we found via the forum. It uses telemetry to adjust the camera inside the car. Um, it makes it so that you can see what your head and neck would be doing with the g forces while driving. Um, I actually downloaded this earlier this week and tested it out. Um, I ran it. Um, it was very actually very easy to install. They had great instructions. But the first car I took out was the Fiesta at the Sonoma Rallycross track. And it was super intense. Um, I was not expecting it to be as intense. I mean, my head was even shaking as the car started. Um, I got kind of used to it. My lap times kind of leveled out, um, made some tweaks to it. I, I think I was making the proper tweaks. Um, I pretty much cut all the values in half in their file, Um, went back out. It felt a little bit better, but still a little too much. Um, I'm on a static rig with static monitors. Um, I feel like the software would be perfect for anybody using a motion rig um, with static monitors. Um, You really get the feeling of lunging forward when you brake. You can feel the car kind of get sideways. Um, I also took it to, I believe, uh, the C truck at Auto Club because I know that's a pretty rough track. Um, it could really benefit from video tutorials on how to adjust the software. Um, basically, has an ini file similar to iRacing that you adjust the values on. Um, I wasn't, I, it wasn't very intuitive on that front. Like I said, I just cut everything in half. Um, but I think it would be a benefit for pretty much anybody, um, whether you're static rig, motion rig, on a desk, um, if you properly adjusted it. Um, just straight out of the box, it is very intense as far as the lunging, the shaking. Um, but it's a really good software from I could tell and has a lot of good potential.
0: What so about just, VR? I mean, is it for VR?
1: It read like you could use it in VR. Um, I don't know if I would want to though. Um, just because if it starts doing stuff in VR that your body's not feeling, it could kind of amplify that motion sickness. I think the motion iRacing gives you out of the box in VR is pretty good. Um, It does say you can use it with VR, but I would say really just monitors is where you're going
3: to want to use it. I may give it a try. I've been busy painting this since the patch came out, Uh, but Mike had pointed this out. I'll give it a try just so I can talk about it in a week or two. But um, I can in VR already, I can feel the car getting loose because you just have so much more of an immersive view. With the 3D, so I don't know if it's really needed or not. Uh, when I'm when I'm driving at Sebring, it's kind of my favorite track. But I also like when I run the LMP at Sebring. Those that track is is got to be one of the roughest tracks in in the sim, and um, you can see it on my stream how much because the stream shows where my head's facing, and you can see how much my head is even shaking just from going over all those bumps. Now. Uh,
0: I wanted to try to understand how this works, and anybody who's listened to the show before has talked about, I've talked about what I call the gyro view, and they recently added these sliders in the iRacing settings in Sim, the driver head horizon, driver head no pitch, driver head wobble, driver rotate head. And so those new sliders, you, you can adjust them to do what I call the gyro view, But what this plug-in software does is it dynamically changes those, is my understanding, as you're driving
4: based on what's going on. When I'm watching this, basically, Mike, it takes your head and turns it into your neck and turns it into like a suspension. Correct. It's it's basically now part of the suspension of the car. Um, if you watch one of the videos there at the bottom of that guy's post, uh, in the radical at four X, I guess he has it on. It is intense to watch. It hurts like from the way I'm watching it is hard to follow. It's so aggressive, but it, it looks like a cool feature to have. If you really want to immerse yourself in what the road is feeling like, if you have a direct drive wheel with that, I bet you that would be a really um, immersive, way of watching it if you can stand to have your your eyes jittering about like that
1: yeah that's really how i would describe it i mean it jitters it jumps it shakes with the stock eye racing gyro effect it's almost like your shoulders neck are solid and it's just your head gyrating this basically would pull your shoulders forward when you brake and you like the seat bounces up and down just a little bit so it's it's i mean it's really like driving in a real race car Um, The bumps and shakes you see, Um, like I said, I wouldn't recommend it for VR um, because that could probably get you pretty nauseous. But for monitors, I think if it was tuned properly, it would be a huge benefit to feel what the car is doing just a little bit more than you can with those gyro motions.
0: I'm going to try it. I think you talked me into it. Now, this is a post from 2014. It was the original post by Richard Avery. And uh, I don't know of an easy way to find it besides go to our show notes or go find Richard Avery and look for his
4: post. I'm wondering what that would be like on the dirt, like uh, for the rally cars or the truck. Yeah, I did the rally cross car and it was amazing.
1: I mean, you could feel the bump like you're shaking and shaking on dirt. But as soon as you get to the asphalt transition, there's like a, a distinct bump and it's a little bit softer. Um, and then when you go over the jump, I mean, the way it floats, you you feel you're in the air. Um, one criticism I say is when you shift, the outside wings on my left and right monitors um, kind of go forward and back a little bit, even if you're staying at a pretty steady speed. So, but I think that could be just attuned in the settings. I just didn't put that much time to really fine tune it. But uh, yeah, even on dirt, like you feel the bumps, the grooves, the transitions, it's, it's nice. It's it takes it to a whole new level for sure.
0: Telemetry assisted head physics. Okay, I'll try it. It is week thirteen. Why not? All right, let's keep moving. Tony, uh, club sport pedals color plate kit.
5: Yeah, it looks like it's a nice little upgrade. Uh, club sport pedals it can be found on eBay, and that's it's a color upgrade. Um, kind of customize your 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 pedals. Uh, comes in. Uh. Four kits, you got your clutch, brake and uh, accelerator and then um, I guess the heel. front part. Yeah, heel plate. Good call. Um, yeah, it looks pretty good, I guess. Uh, bright
0: colors, orange, red, blue, purple. Yeah,
5: yeah, and it's uh anodized as well, so it's it's not gonna uh, you know, it's not gonna come off from wear um, very easily anyhow. Uh, looks pretty solid. I mean they, they look pretty neat all uh put together here. And what do they got here? Uh, sixty nine
0: pounds coming across the pond. Um I don't know. I don't Seems know if that's a good high. price
5: or not. Yeah.
4: It's metal though, right? Like you said, painted. Well, uh, I you know, just having pedal like just getting the pedals in a painted plus that plate, that's probably a decent deal for what you're getting because just pedal foot pedals aren't cheap to begin with to add to these and um it's not a very uh common thing to be customized for getting different pedal colors. It's more different styled foot pieces, right? Right.
3: And this would really go for somebody who's super aesthetic-minded rather than kind of utility-minded. Okay.
0: Let's move to the next one. Uh, Another eBay find, uh, uh, (laughs) ebay.co.uk. It's a F1 driving simulator, and it looks like an F1 car that's cut in half right behind the driver's the front half of the car is intact and he's got triple monitors right above the steering wheel but uh it looks like kind of like a
4: red ferrari actually and the way those monitors are mounted look kind of odd uh is it look right like just the way that they it's start. a weird angle it's angling down at him you see that yeah it, it's just funny to see this i would hate to uh I'd hate to see what that's got to come in to be shipped to your house. That would have to come in a huge crate or something. I mean, it's massive. And because it's the width of an actual car, that would have to come on a big truck because of the way the width is. Unless you can turn it up on its side. Yeah, that's crazy. It's 3,400
0: uh, pounds. Uh, so it's Zero width, though. It's still for sale, too. It says, excellent condition. Uh, it would not let me list as used so i chose like new which suited and so on but all right well that's hardware let's get into results uh it's a uh, ridiculousness 13th week unofficial uh david you got p1 uh pole to pole in the c7 yeah
3: that that's tends to be my favorite week 13 uh because it's road course with usually with a high downforce car and and uh, I used to hate the C7, but since I got the rig, it, it seems really drivable, and I'm starting to have a lot of fun in it. Ran this race, there there was a, a field of about 30 cars, nine or ten of them were, were Daytona prototypes, uh, started on the pole, and never lost the lead.
0: Very good. Well done. Uh, I've been running all kinds of unofficial, but ma- mainly the Dolara Dash, Carb Cup, Pickup Cup, uh, that kind of thing. I did run a national race uh, earlier and lost a bunch of I rating. That was a bad idea. Uh, tell us, you guys, about uh, the winter series on Monday. Uh, David, you got wrecked near the end after uh, spending four of your five of your cat lives.
3: Yeah, four or five. It was, um, there was a lot of wrecks. Uh, you know, it's it's tight racing. It actually is, at least for us, uh, I was talking about it with Greg. I'm one of the lowest I rating people in the league. And there's a lot of... Uh, really good drivers in there that i don't usually see at nis so you're a little bit less familiar with what you can do um
4: it was close to a 4,000 strength field
3: yeah it was 3.8 and um i dodged three or four bad wrecks where i just about could have been destroyed because even at the you know at the mile and a half now it's almost like plate racing if a wreck happens in front of you uh you don't want to get on the brakes too hard if at all because you'd rather just try to get get by the guys before they start sliding down the track or and if you slam on the brakes you might you might as well get you might get rear ended. Um dodged almost every one of them. The last one I, I called it out and I passed one guy that had already slid down low and I kinda of thought I was safe and then another car up in the front was also apparently involved in it and I I speared him, destroyed the car with like eight laps to go.
0: Okay, and then Greg, you got P eighteen <laughs>
4: wrecked under caution. You were watching my stream. You, yep. uh, you saw me getting into the one of the guys in there. Um, the guy that ran me over, I, I don't blame him for running me over and under caution. Everybody checked up. It was a weird, it was like everybody was pacing around and then finally caught the pace car and everybody realized that they were catching the pace car too late. So they, everybody was on the brakes late, late, late. And then it just, it ended up being, I was the car that got rear-ended. Problem I had with it was the guy that rear-ended me had like probably like all kinds of damage and shouldn't and shouldn't have been faster than me I got mine fixed and later on the race he f- he started catching me and I don't know what he was trying to accomplish pushing me down the I don't know if you saw it Mike but he was pushing me down the straightaway and he just kept pushing and pushing he did a couple laps in a row so I finally let him go by but you know I wasn't putting up with it so I gave him a little tap on the corner and made him go back the track a little bit like I didn't wreck him I just kind of pushed him into the corner and, and and went on the way and he came Well, back he was rubbing me. you and you rubbed him yeah and it, i didn't wreck him and i know uh alan was pretty upset with the guys on his post For um i don't know what he's expecting it's kind of hard to understand what alan's really expecting there he's got a lot of it's a pretty tough field that was a really crappy setup to be for that race that 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 setup was not the best setup to be running in there with guy where you couldn't pass, and if you were underneath somebody, you were always gonna uh, frustratingly turn up or you push up into them the further they went. What did we, David? I don't think we had any longer runs than what thirty laps or less. They we never definitely
3: never had a green flag stop. Yeah, we no, I think we got to one where we were finally getting into forty laps, and even though it was a fixed setup. Um, I don't know what it is about my style, that everybody would start coming back to me and lose I'd lose a lap or I would lose two or three positions every start and then pass five cars if we had a long run. But we didn't have a lot of them. Yeah, you know, it was um it was a tight setup, which means you just, you re- you really couldn't pass because there's just not enough horsepower if you got even if you got a good run, there just wasn't enough horsepower to be past them before the next corner. And then they could just squeeze you down.
4: Yeah, you you basically a lot of the what I saw, and, and I think some some of it caused some of the wrecks, because most of the wrecks that happened were coming out of turn four. I, I don't know if you noticed that too, Dave, is there a lot of them were on the front stretch there. They, they were wrecking there pretty much all the time. And a lot of it has to do with you can't clear anybody coming off that corner. And if you really dive bomb somebody going into these corners and push up, they're going to run into the back of you. You can't do the slide job and get away with it because nobody... Nobody takes it as a slide job in here. They take it as, I gotta go right past them or run into the back of them.
3: Also, if you dive bum them in that set, uh, you're going
4: to probably slide up into them. Too tight. Yeah, it just wasn't the right set. I know uh, I can't remember who who said it. They got Whoever one of the league admins or uh, who runs it um, said that they might go away from using the fixed setup in the league and create their own sets to run because of how it's been going with the way that the these are so tight. Oh, it's the iRacing fixed set. Yeah, it yes. was it was awful. It, it it just either didn't work with that temp, or it just was not very good. Aha, uh-huh. okay, that makes sense. Add to this, this
3: package does not really uh,
4: do well with fixed setup. I
3: I don't know how you've enjoyed it, Mike, because um, with this package you can't do anything to to kind of create any kind of separation uh, driving style with this package. Hardly. Yeah,
0: we, uh, fixed was a little bit frustrating uh, this year. I, I wish the sets were better. They, they're always tight. Uh, they need to loosen
4: them up. Um, but it is seat time. Tire fall off is the only thing that would make that difference. Where somebody that doesn't drive so hard and can save tires, that's where those th- those that le- or that's running those fixed sets. Tire fall off will make make those better races well that
3: was happening for me but we never had those long runs
0: well now we got a new tire model and uh they're gonna make some more adjustments to fall off so you guys might have got your wish
4: martinsville is the next race though
3: yep and i'm that's when i enjoy that track and i'm sad i'm not gonna be able to run it but i have a concert so that's what one of the reasons i don't really run leagues very often is because they have drop? I they have one drop, but I've already I already missed for the ballet. I, it's hard for me to do a league being a performing musician. I do a lot of weeknight gigs.
4: And I know uh, I know we you know I know how passionate Alan is about this. So I I I don't feel I don't want to you know discredit what he's saying on the page and stuff. I know he's going to look into if there was any of those things that happened in that race that he felt could have been avoidable. He might be eliminating some of the, uh, the people from the races, because he's got, what is there, I think there's 80 entries uh, on the page. So he, he's got people that could keep coming in, because that was a full 43-car field. Yeah,
0: if there's a common denominator, you know, in some of those cautions, yeah, he'll figure it out. Well, let's uh, go into final thoughts, uh, sponsored by All-Star Graphics. Uh, they're the ones who got us our great stickers that Dave Cam's got to put on the back of his vehicle. I already got one on the back of mine. Uh, so if you guys need logos or stickers, check them out. All-Star Graphics out of Claysburg, PA. Uh, final thoughts first, David Hall.
3: Uh, got a little bit of interaction on my stream this week a couple times. It was pretty neat. Uh, come watch me and come talk to me on the very stream. I'm no Dave Cam- Cameron, but uh, I'm working on it. And I'll be at uh, twitch.tv slash MixMage. It's a nice short one, easy to memorize you guys
0: are both bald though.
3: Um I suppose so. I'm partially bald by uh you know by choice uh, because otherwise I have the the big round spot on the back of my head which I think looks worse. So yeah, I shaved the
4: rest of it off.
0: All right, very good. Uh Greg Hector's final thoughts.
4: Um looking forward to running Martinsville um, with this new tire model. I've been way behind in this week 13 and and the build and stuff. I've been watching I've been watching our messenger and seeing how you guys are all excited and talking and and, and doing stuff. Um, Dave, David's been all about, David and Bobby have been all about talking about how to paint and do all stuff and and showing their images. And it's, it's been really awesome to see, but I've been working nonstop. Um, I'll be hitting 60 plus hours by the end of the week. So I'll, I'll look forward to the weekend, um, where I can do some stuff, but Monday night you can watch me race, uh, in the uh, winter series uh, at uh, twitch.tv slash frozen cactus and uh, interact with me or just come by and see what happens. See if I uh, mix it up with some other people this week. Okay. Awesome. Tony Groves, Final thought.
5: Yeah. I kind of in the same boat as uh, Greg. I have just been so darn busy. I haven't had a chance to really test any of this stuff out, but highly entertained by um, all you guys uh, posting up on the, on the chat that uh, tomorrow night, yeah, throughout the weekend. Should be able to uh, get some seat time in, check some of this new stuff out. Pretty excited. Check out those tires.
0: Yeah, I ran the tires, uh, not Mazda, and the National just to try to see what I could tell. I can't really tell the difference. I don't know if it's just me, but Will Gibson, final thoughts?
1: I spent the la- about two and a half, three hours last night on the phone with my dad helping him set up his rig. Um, since he visited me, he's already built a whole new computer. Um, he took pretty much all my old spare parts and did put a rate together. And uh, after the show, I'm gonna probably call him up and see how he's doing. But yeah, two and a half hours, uh, just walking him through, updating his computer, the Nvidia driver, setting up the surround video, installing iRacing, setting his buttons. Um, I appreciate the uh, $10 iRacing credit for referring a friend, but man, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, he's got the bug, uh, and I'm glad that he's getting involved. He's gonna love it.
1: Oh yeah, me too. It's uh, it's been a ton of fun. Um, I know he uh, he got on track. Computer was running good, and then he would disconnect. So he went out and bought a new router today, and uh, hopefully he's up and wrecking some people up in Delar Dash here soon. All
0: right, I'll look for him in those uh, races. All right, my final thought, uh, man, hardware problems. I've been uh, plagued with this for what, maybe three or four months. An intermittent issue where the computer would blue screen a death and literally stop working or freeze up and I have to turn the power off to get it to do anything. Uh, most of the time it never happened when I was actually racing and it was really intermittent like on some days it was perfectly fine and it would just be fine. But the next day I couldn't get it to boot to save my life and uh, or stay booted. Um, and uh, yesterday was one of those days. I came home after work. Uh, I tried to do, you know, get the computer going, and it wouldn't stay on, and I was just so frustrated with it. So I finally made a decision this morning. I went and bought a brand new video card. I got the 2070 Super at Best Buy. It had it in stock uh, near me, and I went there. It was five hundred and nine dollars. I had to buy a cable that was about forty bucks to go with it. Because uh, it didn't have a DVID, which is what I had on one of my monitors. But anyway, I installed it, and guess what? The problem is resolved. I have not had a single issue since I put in that new card. And so the 1080 Ti that I spent seven hundred dollars on just uh, thirteen months ago is going to be sent back to Nvidia, uh, or, or excuse me, Gigabyte actually, uh, under an RMA process. So. Uh, After this, I'm going to figure out about getting it shipped to them. Uh, Apparently, I have to pay shipping there and back. But they're either going to repair or replace it. Uh, I intend to probably sell it. I'm thinking $500. And so if somebody wants to buy this replacement 1080 Ti, hit me up. And uh, it's yours. But I'm happy with the 2070 Super. Um, I feel like it's an upgrade over the 1080 Ti. I have better frames per second. I actually went back into the graphical settings, turned everything back up. I had a few things turned down a bit so I could stream. But I turned everything back up to high and checkmarked all the boxes and getting great frames. Uh, The stream looks good. And uh, knock on wood, this is a great, great card. Uh, What a value at $500. Uh, The next one up was $730, 1080 uh super and then finally the uh excuse me the 2080 and then the 2080 ti super is the uh a 1150 hundred fifty dollar card and that's the best card you can buy apparently and uh no i wasn't going to spend that much money so i think i got a good value without uh compromising performance now should i have waited and send in the 1080 and got it repaired and not buy a video card probably but I don't want to, it's so hard on week 13. I want to try all the new stuff and I want to race when I want to race. And, uh, I want to be able to work on the podcast on the triples and not have to look up at the television. So I decided to do it. Uh, I have the money, uh, and I did it and I'm happy for it. So, but, uh, that's part of, you know, the hobby and sometimes it costs money. So, uh, that's what I've been going through, uh, enjoying the new video card and, uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to sell that other one when I get it fixed. And with that, I guess uh, that's it. We'll see you on the track. Later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.